As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Go fish, please. Go on. All right. You see this? This is the route you're going to take. Then we just wait till the last delivery goes out tonight. Then you knock out the grate, jump down, open the door. Then you find out what's in those boxes? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Hmm. And you say this guard is armed? Yes, but he won't be there. And booby traps? Booby traps? Laser spikes in a wall? Spikes. What? You know what this half-baked plan of yours sounds like to me? Child endangerment. We'll be in radio contact with you the whole time. Uh-uh. No- Child endangerment. Erica? Hi. Uh, we think these Russians want to do harm to our country. Great harm. Don't you love your country? You can't spell America without Erica. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oddly, that's, uh, totally true. So, so, don't do this for us. Do it for your country. Do it for your fellow man. Do this for America. America. Ooh, I just got the chills. Oh, yeah, from this float. Not your speech. Things the greatest show alive. All we can do is wait for season five. I thought in the meantime that it might be fun to read every comic and book in what I call the stranger day.
Stranger Danger Book Club. Oh. Everybody gather around. High and mighty alone we are kings. Whirlwinds of fire we ride. Providence brought us the crown and the ring. Covered with blood and our pride. Okay, I'm going to stop singing now. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, knowing that this rise, the last. I said I was going to stop singing, but welcome to the Stranger Danger. This guy keeps singing. Wait, I'll get fine. As I drink my last ale, bowstring and steel will prevail. All right, now I'm really done. Ladies and gentlemen, now I can really say it. Finally, finally, after all these weeks, dare I say almost two months, I can say welcome back to the Stranger Danger Book Club. <sighs> Saying goodbye to 2022. Uh, today I'll be covering the Stranger Things comic graphic novel, Erica the Great. Look at that guy singing in the background. If you don't know this band that I just played, I tried to think of something that was kind of in the world of dungeons and dragons and wizards and, and, and uh, kings and battles. And the only band I could think of was Manowar. Uh, they are a kind of a silly band, if you really think about it. Like my favorite band in the world is Iron Maiden. Uh, they're kind. They they're kind of they're they're hard. They're heavy metal, but they're kind of they have a silliness to them too because all their songs are about a lot of their songs are about history and and different battles and all, how many songs about World War Two or or uh, World War One or, 
or the Battle of 1812, or uh, there's a song based on, on old poems, and, and I love all that stuff. Where, but Man of War takes it to another level, where they're like, they have all these songs about battles and uh, going on battles and getting on their horses to go to battles and losing and dying in battles and kings. And, and there's a whole, in, in, in an album, there's a whole story where a, a grandfather tells his kid, um, his grandson, a story, right? It's like, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just tell you right now. He goes, Grandfather, tell me a story. He goes, all right, go and get your storybook. He goes, not one of those, a real story. A real story? Yes. Tell me about it when you were a boy. And then the guy tells him like a seven-minute story about all these battles. And then at the end, um, the kid goes, Grandfather, yes, who were those men? He says, who were they? They were the metal kings. And then it goes into this, this heavy metal song, but it's like, it is so over-the-top, dramatic, silly, and I love it. Like this song that I, that I played has no guitars in it, no drums. It's all like, like organ. And the guy has a beautiful voice. Uh, and I, I was like, I could like, that could be on Broadway, but it also could be played on stage, uh, dressed in leather because they, they also dress kind of like leather pants. Let, they have a song that says like, um, man of war, man of war living on the road. Um, when we're in town, speakers explode. We don't attract wimps because we're too loud. Just true metal people. That's Manowar's crowd. And at one point he says, wearing jeans and leather, not Cracker Jack clothes. Manowar doesn't wear Cracker Jack clothes, but they do uh, sing a beautiful song about crowns and rings that honestly has nothing to do with Stranger Things except it's kind of could be used in a video about swords and sorcery, which brings us full circle back to today's book, Erica the Great. Whew, I did that. I'm going to just like take a breath because I did that with uh, unrehearsed, just kind of went with it. Um, guys, it's been a little while, huh? I haven't spoken to you since Stranger Things Day. And I'm trying to think what happened since that time. Well, number one, I got a brand new microphone for Christmas. So if I sound better, it's because I got a new microphone. I'm really excited about that. And just to let you know, you are the first podcast that I'm trying. The first thing I've ever done recording with this new microphone is for you guys, the, the stranger friends. Um, since like we had a couple holidays, hope everyone in America had a nice Thanksgiving. Hope everyone around the globe had good holidays, you know, just this last week. Whatever you celebrate, whether, you know, my family, we celebrate Christmas. If you had a Merry Christmas, I hope you did. Uh, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, those are the three I can think of. I'm sure there are others. And um, we're, we're just about done with 2020. Too, but I couldn't, I couldn't say goodbye to the year without saying thank you guys for an amazing year. Um, and I'm sure I'll say this multiple times, but but 2022 was easily the biggest year for the podcast. And and uh, thank you so much to the Stranger Friends and for the new Stranger Friends and for the people still finding it. Hopefully, uh, people got uh, cool phones for Christmas and are saying let's. let's what's a podcast? I've heard so much about it. Let me go listen to one. And then they go and they say, well, what's the coolest podcast ever? And obviously we're in like the top seven, right? Don't you think Stranger Danger's up there? Oh boy. Um, so in all that time, I also did another thing. I, you know, in December, most of the month was, was actually taken up by another podcast, but I did it with the old microphone. Uh, my, my podcast called Geek Mentality, where I did 25 days of Christmas sitcom episodes 
mostly from the 80s, some from the 70s, even the 60s, even older, some from the 90s, some from the 2000s, you know, from this decade even, uh, but just did 25. This is my second year of doing it. And I will be doing it again next year. You can go to Stranger. You can go, go well, you can go to StrangerDangerPodcast.com any time of day. But you can go to fans.experts.com slash geek mentality to check that podcast out anytime. Uh, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. We never close. You know, 7 Eleven, they're open from what? 7 to 11? No, 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 no. Stranger Danger and Fans Not Experts, 24 hours a day. What do you think of that? Huh? We have a night crew, they take care of things, they vacuum up the end of the night you know make sure everything's good just and they make sure to uh, turn the lights off and then the morning crew comes in gets everything set up for the day i don't know what i'm talking about but uh i just kind of went with it i'm leaning into things i think i don't know does this diet ginger ale have caffeine in it because if it does it's working so uh, i had a really nice christmas i hope everyone who celebrates christmas or whatever you celebrate had a good time a wonderful time as well last time you heard from me was stranger things day so i have some voicemails that may seem out of date when you say i hope you have some of them might mention christmas some of them might have been uh, a little old but i wanted to make sure to find make sure i got everything that everyone sent in and we'll be going through those in a little bit but before that it's time for stranger things news from the stranger danger news center here's mikey c Thanks, Mikey. So I went to the, uh, the Google News, which is just news.google.com, and I typed in Stranger Things. And when I did that, it was mostly like, when is Stranger Things 5 coming back? Stranger, like it talks about the numbers, or one thing says, five glaring pot, plot holes in Stranger Things 4, nobody talks about, some, from something called Star E-facts. I'm never going to link on that. That is the most clickety, clickety, clackety, clickbait ever. I like to look at story, like stories from places that seem uh, like they're reputable. I don't know what the heck Starte Facts is, but I don't know. doesn't look good to me. So I'm not going there. I'm going to MovieWeb. MovieWeb.com. I'm going to put a link to this article in the show notes. They have a story. They have an article that says, Stranger Things star Noah Schnapp teases a perfect ending. Noah Schnapp says, Will plays a very important role in how Stranger Things will end with its fifth and final season. <laughs> Don't say final season. Nothing is over. So it, ta- it, it does the whole thing of st- which most web articles do where it's like, in 2016, Noah Schnapp made his debut as Will. Blah, 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 blah. You know, trying to get all the, all the, the, uh, the click you know, words to try to make sure that these articles get picked up by news stories, even though I feel like movie web is good enough to uh, not do that. But it says uh, in a new interview with Forbes, Snap provided a small tease for Stranger Things 5. He suggested that the show will end with Will, whatever that might mean, while noting that the way Stranger Things ends is perfect. And I'll read you the full quote. It says, I can just tell you that I'm very, very excited for what's to come. I think they did a great job with Will's character this season and beautifully addressed everything they needed to. They will close the show. The way they closed the show is just perfect. The story started with Will and it'll end with Will. To me, that almost sounds like he's talking about in the past. Like, is he talking about the way they handled Will's character in five? He must have read the scripts, right? I don't know. But the it started with Will, 
it will end with will is pretty amazing and ominous and you know everyone talks about i don't say everyone but when you think of the fighting the monsters you think first 11 you think uh that she is you know she's the strength she's the power she's she's got the 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 superpowers basically to to battle these these creatures these monsters this stupid vecna but don't underestimate will the wise that's all I'm going to say about that. Now, there's also an I quote in the article. Uh, I'm going to send, again, I'm going to put a link in the show notes to this article. But the Duffers at a, a, a uh, recent FYC panel, which is for your consideration, which I don't know what who runs that panel or what, but for your consideration is um, like a kind of the, that's the, is that, is nomenclature the right word? The way that people will talk about, um, you know, hey, for your consideration for the best Emmy, uh, for the Emmy for best show ever, uh, please vote for Stranger Things, things like that. That's what I think of when I think of for your consideration. So um, he, in, in the quote, Ross Duffer says, just as important as the supernatural, we have so many characters now, most of whom are still living. It's important to wrap up those arcs because a lot of these characters have been growing since season one. So it's a balancing act between giving them time to complete their character arcs and also tying up those loose ends and doing our final reveals. That, that really doesn't say much. It just says that they're going to try. It seems like they're going to um, try to have satisfying story arcs. And the article says, which would include Will Byers. Well, of course it would include Will Byers. So, I mean, this article, I guess the quote from, from Noah is, is a little more um, interesting than the quote from the Duffers, even though uh, it's, not, it's not uninteresting, but it's nothing where you're like, what? They're going to try to give it a satisfying ending with some cool reveals and, and give, uh, you know, the character arcs? Of course they are. They're the Duffers. They do everything right. Uh and that's Stranger Things in the news, everybody. <laughs> so I, I wanted to quickly, uh, before going through some voicemail, I got some email that I wanted to uh, read. Now, I apologize, but I don't know if I read this email during the Stranger Things. I don't think I did. So I'm going to read it again, even though it goes all the way back from October 31st, 2022, from Isaac. Isaac, if I'm reading this again, congratulations. It's Isaac again. And I would just like to say Happy Halloween. Wow, it's, I'm putting this out the day before New Year's Eve and he's Happy Halloween. Again, my fault. I hope you all had, I hope you and all the Stranger Things friend, fans have amazing, despite the fact that it's Monday and nobody likes Mondays, especially Garfield. The other day I went to the Stranger Things experience, location, lo, experience in London. It was amazing. We went through the lab and went in the Upside Down. There was Scoops Ahoy, Surfer Boy Pizza and so much more. And do you think we will get a season five tease similar to we aren't in Hawkins anymore on Stranger Things Day? Well, we didn't. And um, I feel like I, I definitely have read this email before, but I don't know if I read it on the show. So uh, first of all, the uh, experience in London would be awesome. I did put a vote in to try to get the experience to Boston, uh, which I would then take my niece to. She did finish the show, by the way. Uh, and so she is fully prepared for Stranger Things 5 with Uncle Mike um, whenever whenever that comes. So hope you had an amazing day, 
bye. He, he, he signs it, bye, which I'm going to, I start to realize is, is that how everyone says bye now? Because you're going to, you're going to hear that a few times. I love it. I, I, I started doing that at work sometimes with some of the people I worked with. They were younger than me and they were like, bye. And I would type that on, on, on our Slack channel, our group chat. Uh, so, okay. Thank you, Isaac, for your email. Now, I got another email. This one from Mr. Anycast himself. It says, hey there, Mr. Stranger Danger. It's me, Mr. Anycast again. I really like filmmaking, and I'm making a movie that will be on my YouTube channel, Anycast Videos, in 2023. It's a drama that mirrors my life in some ways. A pivotal moment is when I started my podcast. My question to you is, are you okay with me having a scene in which I'm listening to your podcast, primarily your old anchor ad? That's what really ignited my dream to making one. Stay strange and eat egos. Now, he wrote this to me on November 29th. And uh, I wrote back to him a month ago today. Mr. Anycast, I said, I wish I could say that I was eating egos, but right now I'm eating a Wendy's breakfast sandwich. That's a true story. Those sandwiches, they're definitely not good for you, but they are delicious. I said, that's not, not as good as Eggos. Thanks for asking and checking in. And absolutely, yes, you can use my, uh, in the clips from my show or the ad or whatever. I don't care. Go for it. I think that it's awesome, and I can't wait to check it out. Stay strange. And then I wrote, get, look forward to the next book club coming very, very, very soon. It was a month ago. I, 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 I lied to him. I lied to you, Mr. Anycast. The podcast wasn't coming very, very, very soon. It's here now, though, so that's pretty exciting. Um, so that would be cool. I would love to check that, that movie out. And yeah, in the fact that the ad that I, that I put in, the old anchor ad that I had where it talked about how you can make your own podcast, the fact that, uh, that that inspired you to make your own podcast, well, I mean, it worked. That's pretty awesome. I love it. Thank you again for writing in. Oh, and speaking of writing and writing in, you can always email me at strangerdanger at fansnotexperts.com. But Isaac, who I mentioned before, he wrote in again and said, as you know, we both love Ready Player One, and I found some interesting news. They're making Ready Player Two into a film and a prequel book, which is going to be wicked. That is going to be wicked. Can't wait. All the best, Isaac. Bye! That's how Isaac again signed his email. Uh, I read Ready Player Two. I read Ready Player One. Love Ready Player One. That was so much like right in my zone of 80s, you know, geekdom and nerddom and uh, pop culture stuff. Ready Player Two, I I liked, I enjoyed the book. It, it took me a while because then I, st- I forget why I stopped reading. I, was, I think I went to read a couple Stranger Things books or something. And there were moments I was like, oh, I don't, I'm not enjoying this as much. It's, it, it's like I don't think I like uh, the, the main character as much as I used to. And then it kind of picked up. And I got really into it again. And I remember just enjoying it when I was finally finished. Uh, and the fact that there's going to be a prequel, uh, I'm looking forward to that. And, the, and they're going to make Ready Player Two a movie? I did not know that. i, I got to look at that more. That is, that is cool because the movie was a lot of fun. It's, it's slightly different from the book. I know in the movie, they, they go, they, uh, Steven Spielberg brings him within, living within The Shining, which is awesome. And uh, in the book, I think it's War Games. It's an old Matthew Broderick movie that they do that but that is cool thank you again for writing in isaac anytime buddy now we got another email from road j or herove i am not good at pronouncing words or names uh 
Rove Milakovic. Milakovic, I think I nailed. I'm going to say Roje or Ro- H-R-V-O-J-E. There. Uh, and he's writing in from a website called fictionhorizon.com. He says, hello, my name is Rove. I'm screwing it up. And I'm a co-owner of Fiction Horizon. He wrote this on a December 4th. I've actually already uh, corresponded with him, but I wanted to mention it on the show. We made an article about the 21 Best Stranger Things podcast to listen to in 2022 and included your podcast. My podcast? That's right. This podcast on our list. You can check it out on the link below. And it's fictionhorizon.com slash best-stranger-things-podcast. I'm going to put a link to it in the show notes. Let us know if uh, you think something needs to be changed or if we made a mistake. And we'd appreciate it if you could share with the audience. So I definitely linked it. I put a link. I tweeted it out when it first happened. And uh, I just wrote back to him and said, thank you so much. I tweeted it out, and I'm going to mention it in the next episode, which is finally here. Uh, and he graciously wrote back and said, thank you. Uh, awesome. Thanks. And I just, I appreciate it. Again, anytime someone actually finds the show, never mind takes the time to listen to the show, but then actually posts and talks about the show on, online, I am just, I'm tickled. I'm so, I'm just so appreciative, and I love it. And thank you so much, Mr. Milikovic, because I'm going to screw up your, your first name if I try pronouncing it again. And my last email is from uh, my longtime listener, Jax. He actually just uh, wrote, I got the book and I got a t-shirt. And he showed a cool a picture of a cool t-shirt that he got, Stranger Things. And he got the book, Erica the Great. And I'm almost positive that this relates to a voicemail that we have later that, I, that we'll be listening to in a little bit. But perfect timing, even though you got this, you know, a couple of weeks ago, perfect timing that I can, you're here, you got Erica the Great, and you can read along with me as we go through the book in a little bit. But before we get there, I, th- I definitely want to, you know, play some voicemails, but we're not even there yet. There's something else that I wanted to mention to you. So I went on Instagram, uh, at Geek Mentality on Instagram, uh, a little while ago, and I saw this, uh, this was back uh, on the 17th of December, and I saw that I had like a message, uh, and I was tagged in a post, and lo and behold, uh, the account Matt Gilbert writes, uh, posted an, a, a screenshot of the book club episode of Hawkins Horrors, a collection of terrifying tales. And if his name sounds familiar, that's because Matthew J. Gilbert is the author of Hawkins Horrors. So he found the episode, he found the the post, he took a screenshot of it, and he shared it on Instagram with this little post that says, Hey, strangers, I found a very cool Stranger Things pod called Stranger Danger, and they actually dedicated an entire episode to my pride and joy, Hawkins Horrors. The episode is available to stream now wherever you get your podcast. I'll throw a proper link in the stories, in my stories. And he threw a link in there. How amazing is that? He said, big thanks to Geek Mentality and Stranger Danger for spreading the word about the book. I that was like blown away. I'm like, oh my God, that is amazing. So if you are finding this podcast because of, of, of Matt Gilbert, or if you are Matt Gilbert, I just want to just, nah, that's me like kissing the air saying thank you. Thank you so much for, for finding the podcast, for listening to the podcast, for enjoying the podcast. I really enjoyed uh, reading the book. It was perfect time for, in, during Halloween. And uh, for, for posting this, it's just, just so great. Uh, I really, really, really appreciate it. Uh, thank you so much. And now, on to the voicemails. Hey, Stranger Danger friends. It's me, Jax. 
I'm reading this book called The Hunger Games Catching Fire. I'm almost finished with it, but it's really good. You should check it out. Even, I'm going to upload a new song on um, SoundCloud called Cool. And it's a really sick song. When I upload it, you should check it out. Love your podcast. Check out The Hunger Games Catching Fire. It's the second book. Check it out. And remember to listen to my podcast. Did you listen to it? I hope you did. Bye. Bye. See, there's the first bye, but it's not the last one. Uh, Jax. Like I said, see, longtime listener sent in an email and here's uh, here's a voicemail from Jax. But I don't I don't think it's the last one. But uh, a couple things. Yes, I've read all. I, I used to say I've read all the uh, Hunger Games books, but I did not. I have not read the prequel, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Uh, I, I I haven't read that book at all, and I wonder if, if it's something I should read. I feel like I should because I'm I'm big into complete completionism, where I you know I gotta like watch everything or or read everything of a series. So I feel like I should. Like right now, I'm catching up on the Marvel shows. Like I watched Moon Knight all in one day. I watched Miss Marvel all in one day. I'm gonna start She Hulk. I gotta watch Werewolf by Night first. I gotta get it all caught up. But yes. I read, um, I don't know if I read them right when they came out, but it was pretty soon after they first came out, I read those books. And I saw the first Hunger Games movie in the theater, and then the rest I all wa- I watched on home video. Um, whether, I, whether I don't think it was DVD. I think by then it was still, it was either renting or they were on some streaming platforms. Um, and your, your podcast, I, I feel like you've mentioned this before, but I don't know if I have a link to it. So please share with me uh, the link to your podcast, and I will um, I will gladly talk about it on, on a future book club episode, uh, Mr. Jacks. Hey, it's Erica. I hope you remember me. If you don't, that's okay. I'm the girl who uses her Alexa to um to like listen to your podcast. Um, I freaking love your podcast so much, like. I was going through a really big Stranger Things phase one night, and I just asked my Echo device. I don't want to say the name because it like turns on. Like I just asked it to ask me a pod uh, to suggest a podcast, and yours was first. And I freaking have been listening to every single episode of yours. I just say, "Hey, play my podcast," and it says, "Playing Stranger Danger." So yeah, and. I have a question. What are you going to do after season five is over? Like, what's going to happen to this podcast? So, yeah. Bye. Bye. See, I told you it is, uh, it is, it's the thing. It's the cool thing that all us cool uh, young youths of America and the world say. Bye. Um, Real quick, I just want to say, Alexa, play the Stranger Danger podcast. See, I just, I wonder if that worked. Did that work for anybody? Um, you know, it's weird because like Google, I have my Google thing and I don't know anyone named Google so I can get away with, uh, you know, saying Google all over and, and you know, uh, it triggering the machine, but it's not anyone's name. You know, it's when I'm saying the name, I'm usually wanting to trigger my Google machine. 
Uh, but if you like, if your name is Alexa, or if your friend's name uh, is Alexa, you know it's got to be mind numbing for those who have Echo devices in the house. Uh, I think my my mom, she has Alexa in one room, and then the other room she calls it Echo. So if if by chance my niece is over, Echo, play Stranger Danger podcast just in case she's in the room listening to it. I just wanted that to happen. Um, and that's kind of awesome. I, I love the fact that you say play my podcast and it plays Stranger Danger. That is like so, I don't know if it's still cool to say rad, but it's very rad. Uh, and and to answer your question, what am I going to do after season five? I mean, I'm going to do what most of us are going to do. I'm going to cry. Just just a lot, a lot of crying. Uh, just, just hours and hours of crying. Uh, but for this podcast, what am I going to do? Well, I'm going to keep it going as long as there's a Stranger Things world out there. You know, future books, future comics. They've talked about spinoffs. They talked about, um, you know, uh, future shows that might not, that are kind of in the world of Stranger Things, but not with these characters. So um, I'm here to stay. As long as there's a Stranger Things out there, there's a Stranger Danger out there. I, I do this other podcast. I started it for The Mandalorian. I call it Mandalorian Man. Available at fansnotexperts.com. And then I started seeing all these other Star Wars shows coming out. And now I realize Mandalorian Man is the name of the show, but I'm doing, I just do every spinoff, every Star Wars, uh, you know, live action show. I just did Andor. Uh, and it's, it's very different from the show where Stranger Danger, I go through with great detail and lots of clips and kind of almost make it like a, like an, like a, a movie for your mind. Whereas the, the, um, Star Wars show is very much like a lot of my other podcasts where I just hit record and think about without any notes, talk about what I just watched. Uh, but it, it, my point with that is, is that I, I started with one goal and then I just started doing all the spinoffs too. And that's really what stranger danger is becoming and will become. You know, I started with just doing the show. Then I thought it would be fun to uh, do all the books and comic books um, I'm still planning to do the uh, the people of Stranger Things, you know, just kind of focusing on characters and while we're waiting for part five. And once that's done, you know, I, as long as we're going to keep putting out, again, books, movie, uh, books, comics, and spinoff shows, there will be a Stranger Danger. Hey, friends, or Stranger Fans, we have a, a special announcement. I got the new book, Erica the Great. But we have one more thing that I want to hear. Let's hear it. Alexa, do you like Netflix? I'm no stranger to Stranger Things. That show is out of this world. Did you hear that? She loves Stranger Things and Erica the Great. I hope I can follow along with you. And I love your podcast so much. The best. Um, I got the book. I got the book at my friend's house. I'm look, like, looking at it right now. It's a picture walk right now and bye see you later and check your out and i'm making a new album called twas the night before it's coming out december 25th and yeah bye bye yes uh, now that um that voicemail came in without any name attached to it but that's jack you're jack it's jack's right you know uh because you talked about the shirt you talked about the oh you didn't mention the shirt but you talked about the book he talked about um, the the story you're writing, um, and I love that you again. You now look at that. We connect. 
connected with Alexa again. Uh, it feels like synergy. People people sending in voicemails and not even realizing that they're that they're related to each other. I love it, uh, and that's and perfect timing, uh, Jax, for you to to be able to read this along. You know, when we do the comic in a few minutes, we're getting there. Uh, for you for you to be able to follow along. Uh, I always wonder if people read it before or if people don't even read it. They just want to hear this, me talking about it. Uh, or if they follow along and read it with, you know, with me for the first time or for a reread. Uh, either way, I appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, Jax. Uh, and, again, we got another one. Another bye. Stranger Danger. This is Christopher. And uh, I just wanted to say Merry Christmas. Hit. If so... In season, season uh five, how would you want Will to die? If Will were to die, how would you want him to die? I think I would want, I would want him to have a like a, a sad death, to where he says his last words and, and that, no, this is if, if he dies, he says his last words and, you know, they visit his grave a lot, but also, I read an article that. Stranger Things is going to take place like seven months from when Stranger Things 4 stopped. So I can't wait to see how that happens. Hope, hopefully they do it enough to where Sweet Child of Mine plays in, in uh, White Lion. Because I know you love White Lion. And um, I'm also, I like to hear more book club messages. More book club stuff. And, you know, every time I listen to a book club, book club for about five hours yeah stranger things the book club sounded in my head i love stranger things i started over the summer and i finished it i'm so i, I love it so much that i appreciate sure getting stranger things books i have the hellfire t-shirt i don't know what it's called and because i've always heard voicemails on the uh podcast and i always wanted the same one but uh mike i am has funny that's actually my uncle's name but I'm in 12, um, I'm actually writing my own Stranger Things book, but it has something to do with Minecraft, because I don't know how to actually draw an actual character, so the book's called Minecraft Things, um, I'm on the third season, and I have four books in one, and I wish you could read it, it's actually pretty good, My, and, um, yeah, it's all I wanted to say. Bye. Bye. Christopher, I don't know if you noticed, but that actually was, uh, he, he might notice. No one else will notice because of the magic of podcast editing. It was actually two voicemails and one. He got cut off in the first one, so I kind of uh, did a little trickery and just made it all into one uh, longer message. He sent a third one, but I think he was talking about how he got cut off, and I couldn't quite hear him in that one. So I appreciate you calling in, and definitely wanted to get your your you um, heard on the show, on the pod. Um, the fact that you are writing something, writing anything, first of all, uh, but writing something about Stranger Things is awesome, and I I, I would love to, to somehow get a chance. You know, if it's something that can be, uh, uh, you know, sent. Through email, stranger danger at fansnotexperts.com. Uh, that would be really cool. Um, but I love that it's Stranger Things. But again, I love that you're doing anything creative because you just, I feel like doing anything creative, whether it's silly podcasting or writing or playing music, 
is good for the old brain. That's me. That's me hitting my brain, hitting my head. Um, so that's really cool. Uh, also very cool that you have an uncle named Mike. I mean, I don't know how many of you people out there don't have uncles named Mike, but for those of you who do, congratulations. You know, you've won the you've won the uncle lottery, uh, just like Christopher here. Now, he he what he the big thing he mentioned was um, and and Minecraft. I don't know. I know Minecraft because I've seen my nephew play Minecraft. I've seen my friends' kids play Minecraft. I know of it. I've seen. I remember going to like a, a dog costume parade, and this family was dressed up like Minecraft characters. This kid looked like eight uh, bit blocks. I mean, it was amazing. But that's all I know about Minecraft. But keep writing. Keep writing. It doesn't matter um, if 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 you're not happy with it, you just keep doing it until you you are happy with it. You keep going and going and going. Keep those creative, uh, you know, uh, mind. Thoughts going, 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 and always create, always create, always create. Uh, okay, but the, the big thing you talked about was, was Will. Will. And how would I like him to die? Well, I've been dreaming about Will Byers' death. No, I, I don't want him to die. That, I mean, obviously, nobody wants him to die, but I understand what you mean. If he were to die, if it were to happen, if the saddest possible thing could happen and Will Byers were to die... How would you like it to happen? You mentioned it being sad, um, but I'm going to take the opposite approach. I think the coolest way or the best way for, God forbid, if Will had to die, would be for kind of this Will the Wise character. You know, I mentioned, I've, I've talked about it when, when I was edit, uh, mentioning the article that, um, you know, Will said he was going to play a big part in, in Five. Uh, what if he sacrificed himself for his for his group, you know, for his 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 um, his friends? I mean, they call themselves, you know, the Dungeons and Dragons, their campaign, their group. But really, what if um, he sacrificed himself somehow to end it all, you know, close the book for good, save everybody? Um, but he did it kind of in in a courageous, will the wise kind of way. I think that would be, again, I'm going to use rad, but only because it rhymes with sad, and both, both would be, both would be, uh, yeah, it'd be rad and sad. Whew. And yes, if we could get uh, some Guns N' Roses and some White Lion uh, in the next season, that would be amazing, uh, because who doesn't love White Lion? Hello, Mike. I am Reese, and I have never sent in a voicemail and I'm a big fan of the show but I'm also a big fan of Stranger Things I mean show I mean podcast and Stranger Things which is a show and I don't know I just wanted to send in a voicemail because I wanted to hear myself in a podcast anyways uh keep making episodes and uh, yeah bye have a very merry Christmas bye whoa 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 Reese we don't say bye around here. We say bye. Reese, thank you so much for, uh, for writing in, uh, for writing in, for calling in and leaving your voicemail. You just got your voice heard on a podcast. I appreciate it. I'm glad you're a big fan of both this show and Stranger Things. Imagine if you were a fan of this show. You're like, I really love your podcast. Don't really like Stranger Things all that much. I could take it or leave it, but your podcast is aces, buddy. I don't know if people still talk like it's 1940s Vegas, but if they do, they'd say it's aces, buddy. I uh, resended another voicemail. 
uh, but he it, it got cut off a little bit. He just said he, he he didn't listen to the original one before he sent it in. But you know what, Reese? That one was perfect, and you nailed it. And I hope to hear from you again in the future. Now, now that we got the voicemails out of the way, how about we uh, we talk a little Erica Sinclair? But before we do that, just a, a real quick thank you again for everyone who has uh, done iTunes reviews or has written in on email, strangerdanger at fansonexperts.com, or has uh, called in to the voicemail line. You can go to uh, strangerdangerpodcast.com, and there's a link right there for you to leave voicemails. It's free. It uses this web uh, tool called SpeakPipe, and you just record a little thing right on your phone or your computer or whatever, and it will send an email with the audio clip that I'm able to... Copy and paste right into the show. Uh, so, enough of that. Without further ado, let's talk Erica the Great. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Stranger Things, Erica the Great. The cover, first of all, is really cool. It shows Erica kind of dressed up as, I'm assuming, her Dungeons & Dragons character. She's got a sword. She's got a crown. She's got some cool armor. She has wings, uh, a nice cloak, and um, also looks like there's a bunch of different... Dice? Like, that's the plural of die. I almost said different die. That would be wrong. Um, different dice that I don't think I noticed until looking at it this time around. And we have the credits for Stranger Things, Erica the Great, script by Danny Lore and Greg Pak, art by Valeria Vavocia. I, I think I got that right. Colors by Dan Jackson. Lettering by Nate Picos or Picos of Blambada. I'm sure I, I get that wrong every time. And cover art by Ron Chan. Of course, this is a Dark Horse uh, comic. And we'll get some credits. Now, if, <clears throat> if you are uh, reading along with me, um, now this is available. I got this through really where I get all my comics, uh, Stranger Things comics, through Amazon 
and through the Comixology or whatever it's called now. Is it just called Amazon Comics or Comixology app? I don't know. They changed it, but it makes it easier because I can just quickly go into Amazon and buy these books and they show up on my tablet. So, uh, oh, cool. We get another drawing of her or another cover art without any text. I always like trying to get the cover art without any text for the uh, art for the show. And it has a little uh, a little signature for Ron Chan. Really, really cool art. Uh, but the next art we see, actually, it's almost like it's a chapter break, maybe. It shows her, Erica, sitting on a crown with a sword, looking a little annoyed, and she has a unicorn next to her. And we get right into it, right into the action, right away. We are in, we could see we're in a fantasy world. There are these, I don't know, skeleton uh, soldiers running into someone's room. It says the skeleton horde of Kara Kong bursts through the oaken door. I almost said broken door, but that's a no. Oaken door. And the skeletons are saying, Scrack! And another one saying, Grah! <laughs> and in there is a queen, Queen Sin. She stumbles backwards, holding nothing but an ineffectual letter opener. Well, I mean, it's still kind of a knife. And thus... Endeth the monarchy of Clare. Unless, dun dun dun, we turn the page and Erica the Great saves the day. We see Erica. Now, this is still in the fantasy world, so I'm assuming we're in the middle of a game or what do they call it? A um, campaign. She's diving into the room. She's got some sort of scepter or something in her hand that she has taken them all out. Like, they're like, we see skulls flying all over the place. One of the skeletons is saying, heroic. It's a full-page uh, art. R really, really cool action. And, yes, she is actually, when now we're in the real world, and it seems like she's playing Dungeons & Dragons by herself. Uh, she yells, 20! Oh, yeah! And then we see her scribbling something down. Erica the Great's Mighty Mace makes mincemeat of the undead monstrosities. That is some really good alliteration. Let, let's say that again, everyone. Erica the Great's mighty mace makes mincemeat of the undead monstrosities. And when she searches the broken bones, she lay claim to 12 copper pieces, 34 gold pieces, I don't know why I did that in an Irish accent, and 143 electrum pieces, and a pair of gauntlets of ogre power yes but again she seems to be underneath a bunch of clothing in some sort of store um almost like i don't know, like uh, a clothing rack with some people looking at her she doesn't care she's loudly excited about doing so well in i guess solitaire dungeons and dragons all of a sudden we see mom erica sinclair I know you are not sitting on a store floor in the clothes I paid money for playing dragons in dungeons. It's Dungeons and Dragons, Mom. And she writes underneath, but victory is fleeting. I'm not sure if this is her writing this down or if this is just kind of the um, thought bubbles or just kind of the narration for us. The Maybe it's her inner thoughts. Uh for, because we go back to the next page and um, it says victory is fleeting. We go, we go to the next page and we're back in the fantasy. For Queen Sin has laid a terrible trap. So Queen Sinclair must be 
her mother. That's what I'm assuming sin comes from. Ha, ha, unless her name's Cindy Sinclair, that can't be. Ha, 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 the queen is yelling, and all that Erica the Great had fought for was laid to waste. And the next page looks like we're back outside the Sinclair home, or in the Sinclair neighborhood at least, and her mom's telling her, it's not the game I have a problem with, but we're not going to be in public while you misbehave and talk fresh or shoot dirty looks at my back, because that's exactly what she's doing. Oh, now we, have, we, we know how to watch our mouths because Eric is just stewing. She's like, well, well I... And then a, uh, you hear, hello, Miss Sinclair. Well, you don't hear it because it's a comic book. Good morning, Miss Dorothy. Erica, go over there and say good morning to Miss Dorothy. There's an old woman sitting out on her porch, and her mom says it kind of quietly. She wants Erica to go over. And she's like, I, I can just wave from here. But nope, she nudges her over, and Erica walks up on the porch well, well, that's my Miss Dorothy. Hello, Miss Dorothy. Looks like you're finally learning how to respect your elders, young lady. I'd be like, I'm sorry, what did you just say to me? But instead she goes, I, I guess. Miss Dorothy says, you do what your mother says, and you might end up as nice as your friend Tanya down the street. Now that's a wonderful little girl, so polite and plays such beautiful piano. Did you know that? Yes, Miss Dorothy. Thank you, Miss Dorothy. She gives her a quarter. Hmm. And uh, Erica's mom's like, not a word. Then we're back at the Sinclair house. And it wasn't a quarter. I'm sorry. She says, you know, you know, when uh, Miss Dorothy was a little girl, a nickel was worth something. And Erica says, they had money back then? Ha, ha, mom says. They go into the house and she says, and where are you going now? Uh, my room to play more dragons, <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons, maybe. You don't want to end up like Miss Dorothy, do you? All alone in a dark, creepy house. Whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa. We just went from being like, Miss Dorothy's so nice, and in her day, a nickel meant something. Now she's like, if you're going to play Dungeons and Dragons, you're going to end up just like Miss Dorothy, alone in a creepy house in your neighborhood. Okay, Mrs. Sinclair, I don't know. That was a little rough. Um, and then Erica says, I, I thought you didn't have a problem with me playing. She says, I mean, at least Lucas used to play it with his friends. Well, he won't play with me. But what about your friends? So it talks about Lucas used to play with his friends. So timing-wise, I'm going to say this is before. This is going to this is going to be after season three. Um but before season four, because now Lucas might be with the basketball team. This, I'm guessing with the timeline, I didn't look at the date. Um, but and again, the date of release for these publications don't always have to coincide with the timeline, where it fits in the timeline of Stranger Things. But Erica's mom's like, what about your friends? And so we see her trying to you know, get her friends to play. So there's three girls sitting um, on a stoop. One of, they're all eating ice cream. And Erica is basically making their pitch um, to her, making a pitch to them. They're like, so how does it work? She says, it's like make-believe, but it's better, Tanya. Uh, make-believe is for babies. Oh, Tanya, Miss Dorothy thinks you're so nice. I'm not so sure about that. She says, no, 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 no. There's monsters and heroes and fighting and treasure and stuff. Like, real treasure? Uh, what? No, I know I mean, so, so what's the point? Eric is like, the point is, it's awesome. There's magic 
and spells. And my mom doesn't like that kind of stuff. Don't worry, Tanya. It's not like that. It's, it's like my little pony. Are there unicorns? Yeah, yes, Kelly, there can be unicorns. There can be. So remember, uh, Tanya said my mom doesn't like that kind of stuff. This is also around the time, this is before we get to the Eddie Munson, I'm guessing, this is before the Eddie Munson, the Satanic Panic, the whole thought of these Dungeons and Dragons clubs are actually cults that are, you know, worshiping the devil. Um, but this girl, Kelly, all she cares about, it seems like, is are there unicorns? And Erica's like, yeah, yeah sure, there, there can be. It's going to be great. I'll be the dungeon master. The, what's that? It's like the narrator. Trust me, it's going to be great. Be at my house. It's six. And she hands them each these envelopes. And they're like, whoa, I, I don't know. My mom's real strict. But then Erica says, uh, my mom said we could order a pizza. And I think it was Kelly or maybe, I'm not sure which girl said it. She goes, oh, April. She says, pizza. See, April gets it. And then Tanya says, well, my mom is out of town and my dad doesn't ask too many questions. So uh, Erica starts to walk away and she says, but what a unicorn, what would a unicorn be doing in a dungeon? I guess we'll find out, won't we? And Erica heads off to get the story going. So she's back in her bedroom. She says, I look like a dungeon master. She's all dressed up. She's got all her work. Maybe she must have prepped already. I'm, oh, she actually says, I'm prepped like a dungeon master. Coming. She hears the, the doorbell, runs downstairs, opens it up, sees all three girls. I'm ready to be a dungeon master. Now, she doesn't say it like she's, uh, um, you know, narrating a movie trailer from 1993, but that's the way I say it. I'm ready to dungeon master. So on the next page, we are right into it. We are thick in the story. In fact... We see the girls, uh, all three of them, dressed in their regular clothes and aren't like in any sort of um, costumes in this fantasy, but they are in some sort of tavern. Um, there's an elf with a cool red mohawk sipping some sort of ale. He's got pointy ears. That's why I'm calling him an elf. Um, that looks like, I would say, a small sort of rodent slash... Lizard slash, I'm going to call it a tiny demogorgon, maybe a demogodog, but the head doesn't look quite right, but I'm guessing that's sort of what they're going after. I'm, I'm guessing. And Erica says, we start our adventure as we so often do. And Tony's like, I thought you never got to play as we so often do. She doesn't even... Stop, she just keeps going. In Star Court Tavern, where anyone who knows anything goes for information. Star Court Tavern, huh? Huh? So maybe it's named after the mall that already burnt down, I'm guessing. Again, I'm not sure where we are in the timeline. That's just my, um, my thought. She says, it is a wicked den, a dangerous place of heroes and sellswords and villains. What's a sellsword? One of the girls asks, and I think it's Tanya says, I think it's a bodyguard. Suddenly, our party's attention is drawn to a mysterious figure, a woman whose very presence outshines the tavern itself. Ooh, this woman sounds very special. I've heard you are seeking to make a name for yourself as adventures, says this woman as she walks over. Actually, <laughs> um, 
the story says, says the beautiful hooded woman. And Tanya says, when did any of us say we want to make our name as adventurous? Like, she's not even, like, playing along at all. You know, you got to kind of go into it where you, you, you want to be part of an adventure. And this girl does not seem to want to be part of this. Uh, we jump back to the real world, and Erica says, of course you want to make your name as adventurous. That's why we're playing. She's like, really? Maybe I just want to marry a prince. Did you ask anyone? Kelly? April? Uh, and one of the girls says, if we just go on the adventure, will there be unicorns, as we promised? Of course there will be, said Erica. But you can't marry a prince, Tanya. One, that's not an adventure. And two, you're a level one thief. No prince is going to marry you. I- I'm a thief? Why-, why am I a thief? And it shows all three of the characters. And yep, Tanya is Tanya the thief. Kelly is the cleric. And April is the wizard. I'm a wi- I am do magic rad, said April. And Kelly's like, a cleric? And Tanya says, it's a healer. She made you a healer, and you don't even get any magic. So why, why did you get to decide, Erica? Erica is getting annoyed by them now. She's like, because I made your character sheets, and I need, I mean, I'm sorry, we needed a balanced party. She caught herself. She started to say, I needed. So listen up, adventurers. We've got a unicorn to save. We're back in the story, and we see um, one of the girls. It is April walking down a long hallway. Uh, She's leading the way. The two other girls are behind her. And she says, having finally made it past the ogre's riddle, it was way too hard. So it seems like we're jumping ahead in part of the storyline. She says, whatever, April, roll that six-sided die. I got a a two. Why? Because. And you, you see her character step on something as April the wizard fails to notice the trap at her feet. Arrows spring from the wall. And you see these arrows. That's my arrow sound effect. Pretty good, right? Close your eyes. Ready? Here's an arrow. Look out! Didn't that feel realistic? And while most of the party manages to avoid the danger, Thief Tanya gets grazed. Tanya, you take two hit points for damage. Oh, no, Tanya, what do we do? And she's like, so I'm the only one who got a hit? I'm the only one who... who... Oh, I only have one hit point left? And Erica says, or the other girl says, Erica said I could heal people, but I don't know how. Why did I get hit? Because I didn't like your stupid riddle, Erica? Enough. Erica, these girls, they clearly don't want to be there. Erica really doesn't want to, really seems like want to, um, like, involve them, except that she needs bodies to play the game. She wants to play. She needs people to play. Just play. Just do everything I say, and you'll have fun. That's almost like her way, sounds like what she's trying to do. And uh, Erica tells her, roll for initiative. And then we see the giggling goblins descend upon the party, drawn by the sounds of the dungeon's ingenious traps. They drop from ceilings, come up from the floor, surrounding everyone. And uh, Erica says, okay, guys, your party goes first. They said, can we leave? What? Erica says, "Why why would you leave? Uh, and Tanya says, because the goblins sound gross and we don't know how to fight. Duh. Okay, let's go. No, 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 Erica says. Fight started. You can't leave. In the distance, they hear a crash as rocks collapse, blocking the entrance. There's, there's no escape. 
ah, we see uh, someone, or we see the thief trying to attack. We see like different examples of dice rolling. I don't know Dungeons and Dragons, but I see a four-sided dice. I see a six or eight-sided dice. We see the 20-sided dice, different rolls. Uh, the thief's like trying to slash one of the goblins, uh, the cleric, the wizard. They're all fighting these guys. And as the last giggling goblin falls, the team rejoices. Ha ha! I did it! We, I beat one! And it looks like they're kind of maybe having a little fun now. But just as they shout triumphantly, they're whisked aside with a gear-like force. But it's not the wind. It's Erica the Great, the very woman who has given them the mission. The party has had no way of knowing that they were so close to their prize. Watch out! Oh, is Erica that that dove that kind of saved them? And uh, uh oh, we see Queen Sin, Erica the Great's mortal enemy. And Tanya's like, another fight already? Cool. Do we roll for initiative again? And uh, Erica says, sure. And once you do. Erica the Great goes first. And they're like, so we just watch? This fight's too dangerous for you, but Erica the Great's a level five. Well, I want to be a level five. My turn now. Tanya the Thief strikes out against the queen, but she's too slow. She misses. And Erica's like, oh. That, now Tanya's like, you're definitely cheating, Erica. Erica says, it's the rules. You haven't leveled up enough yet, and Queen Sin is super powerful. So powerful, in fact, that one clean shot move, Queen Sin descends upon this Tanya with a knife, and we jump back to the real world, and Tanya's like, I'm dead? What do you mean? Eric says, you only had one hit point, and you didn't have enough high enough armor class to block her blow. I mean, I told you. You only hit me because you made her so strong that the only one who could fight her is you. I'm done. I'm done with your stupid game. I've got a better idea. And she heads off. Uh, oh, she could have just re-rolled and made a new character, Erica says. But anyway, Erica the Great shouts, pleading that her party will fight to the death to avenge their fallen compatriot. The cleric and the wizard take their turns br bravely marshalling their feeble powers against the mighty Queen Sin. But in the end, it's all up to the Great One. As dawn breaks, Queen Sin has finally been defeated, and Erica the Great can now claim the throne and the beautiful unicorn, thanks in part to the help of April the Wizard, Kelly the Cleric, and the brave, brave sacrifice of Tanya the Thief. And Erica has the unicorn on the throne. It's actually the same drawing we see at the beginning of this, uh, of the book. And I realize now it can't be, these aren't chapters. This isn't a collection. This is a, a one long graphic novel. Uh, and it shows Erica, you know, excited. And then the other two girls are like, yay. We, we didn't even, we didn't even get the unicorn. Like, what the hell? Then all of a sudden you hear ding. They didn't say what the hell, that's me being upset because Erica took all the glory. Ding dong, it's the doorbell. And they yell, pizza! But it's not pizza. It's Tanya. She's back. I've got something way cooler than make-believe. You guys want to see? She pulls out behind her back this big something covered in a cloak. It's like a domed something covered in a sheet of some kind. And um, 
what is it? And the girl says, oh, my God, Tanya, your mom's going to kill you. And Erica's behind you. It's like, it's not just make-believe, guys. It's Dungeons & Dragons. And it's way cooler than, boom, she pulls the sheet off and we see a parakeet in a cage. And the parakeet greets us by saying, squawk, meet Elliot. He's my mom's parakeet. He won the prize at the bird show in Indianapolis last March. The other girls are like, oh my God, she's so pretty. I can't believe it. And Tanya's like, oh, he is pretty and he's real because he, Tanya really hates imagination. And Erica, well, she doesn't like, I don't think she likes to be impressed by anything. She's like, oh, okay, sure. It's a bird. I mean, I wouldn't have risked getting murdered by my mom by taking her out of my house, but that's just me. So let's get back, let's get back to the game, guys. I was just about to, uh, hey, hey guys, they're not even paying attention to her. Right now, they're just all about the bird. They're like, the bird's so beautiful. We're probably just going to get killed in the next scene anyway. Tanya says, stop being so jealous, Erica. What did you say? It's almost like telling Marty McFly he's a chicken in Back to the Future 2 and 3, not in the first one. She said, you heard me. You're jealous that my bird is cooler than your stupid rule book story. I'm not jealous, and it's not even your bird. It's your mom's. And D&D is a million times cooler than your stupid bird. She starts walking right at her. Tanya says, maybe it'd be a little cooler if someone else was in charge and wasn't making us all weak. And at this point, uh, Erica comes right up to the cage and she's like, it's rules, Tanya. If you keep playing, why do I want to keep playing, Erica? But she bumps into the cage, opens the cage up, and the freaking bird flies out of the cage and out of the open door because they left the door open and they both yell at each other look what you did i'm sorry tanya and i'm sorry erica but i have to blame erica on this one yes i think tanya's trying to upstage her in her little birthday dungeons and dragons adventure sure i also think erica wasn't being overly um uh courteous to her friends coming over and playing this game for the first time she should have kind of eased them into it and maybe made it easier for them and maybe made them have a little fun but when it came to the argument, Erica walked right into the cage without paying attention. So I am blaming Erica Sinclair on this one. I'm sorry. I know she is Erica the Great. But on this page right now, I'm like, oh, my God, Erica, what did you do? Her mom's like, all of a sudden, her mom's like, what's going on? Uh, nothing, Erica and Tanya say together. And then er her mom's like, Erica, why didn't you tell me the pizza man was here? I'm sorry. And of course, the pizza man gets there right on time. It's not DiGiorno. It's delivery. And they're like, come on, Erica, why don't you just tell your mom she could help? She'd call my mom and then I'd be dead, Tanya said. She's like, you hush. Look, they look out the window and they see Elliot the bird flipping and flapping and flying around. He goes right by the pizza dude, goes up by um, old Dorothy's house, that scary, creepy house that that you know we don't we don't want Erica to turn into goes right in her open door because people love keeping the op their doors wide open in Indiana. I mean, I'm not saying lock your door. I'm saying close your door so things like birds can't fly in and out of your house. But she gets up just in time to see the bird fly into her house, and then she's like, "Time for bed." Closes the door. Oh my God! Says Erica as she stands there with all four friends. They realize now the bird, even though it's in the house now, it's in Dorothy's house at night. Oh, boy. This is leading us to some an adventure they weren't expecting that night. 
So Erica's mom says, all right, girls, the pizza's in Erica's room. Don't make a mess. Thank you, Miss Sinclair. They run upstairs, and Tanya's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What am I going to do? It's all right, Tanya. At least you know where it is now, says one of the other girls. I forget if it's Kelly or April. All you got to do is go ask Miss Dorothy if you can go inside and look around. And Tanya says, are you crazy? Go inside that creepy lady's old house. That old creepy lady. Go inside that creepy old lady's creepy old house. Wow. That's that's really nice, Tanya. But uh, April, you, you got to come with me. My mother told me not to go into Stranger's house, and she is strange. Kelly, uh, this is grown-up stuff, Tanya. Uh, you should call your mom. Oh, she's going to kill me. She's going to kill me. And Erica is just sitting there eating her pizza, taking it in. Now, at this point, we know Erica has helped save the world uh, at least once. Could be a couple times, but at least once we know. At this point, Erica has helped save the world. And she's like, oh, all right, fine. And we see a shot of her in her mind. She's standing around the table in the tavern in her, uh, in her fantasy. But she gets up, stands up, and says, I'll do it. Tanya's crying. She's like, you'll do what? She's getting like a tennis racket and a, a bat maybe and a net out of her toy box. And she says, I'll sneak over there and rescue your pigeon. That's what. It's a parakeet. And this isn't your corny game, Erica. You're not some magic adventurer who can climb out the window and shimmy down the tree. She's like, Erica, what are you doing? As she opens up her window, they look and she goes, oh, she's climbing out the window and shimmying down a tree. Yes, guys, Erica may not be the greatest dungeon master for newbies playing uh, Dungeons and Dragons, but she is a gosh darn adventurer for real and a hero for real as she hits the ground in her mind. We're seeing Erica the Great. She sneaks past the Queen's sin and she runs to Dorothy's home. But when we get there, we see a girl who looks a little scared, a little frightened. She's looking in some windows. She's not sure what to do. She starts to realize that this might be a little more than she bargained for when she first thought of it. She looks up to her friends, gets determined, sees them nervous. Now she's like, maybe that gave her a little uh, resolve. She looks into the house. Now, in the fantasy world, she looks like she's looking into a cage and seeing a giant, giant phoenix. But in our world, we know she's looking through a window and seeing a parakeet. But there are dogs. There's a, is that a three-headed dog? Is that Cerebus? Is that what it's called in the world of like fantasy? And maybe didn't Hagrid have a three-headed dog? So we see this dog rah, 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 now in Miss Dorothy's house. It's just this cute, fluffy white dog going rah, 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 barking, still barking. She runs. She runs back. And Tanya's like, Erica. She's like, Tanya, what are you doing here? She's like, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't know. You, you look like you needed help. You, do, you, do you think she saw me? No, because now we see Dorothy looking out the window. She's like, seriously, though, you can't just sneak into people's houses. Not alone. She's like, what? Miss Dorothy likes you. What, what, what do you mean? She's always talking about how you, you, and she's always talking about you and your piano. So we just go back there. But this time, while I'm doing the dirty work, you'll be the distraction. Me? Yes, you. Tanya the Bard. She Now we see there's a new page, and Erica has given her a new character. She's a bard. She's dressed in a really kind of bright green and purple suit with real puffy pants, puffy shoulders, cool gloves. 
uh, a beret type hat. And she's like, what's a bard? And Erica says, a singer of songs, a teller of tales, a tricksy like a thief, but with a lot more charisma. And Tanya's like, charisma, huh? Like she seems to be like, okay, this I could work with. And we see Kelly and April watching from, uh, from Erica's window. Oh my God, they're going back. And, uh, we're inside Daniel, uh, Daniel. Well, we are inside Daniel's house. We're inside Dorothy's house. And the dog's name is Daniel. And the door buzzes. The dog goes, rah, 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 rah. oh, hush, Daniel. Uh, and she opens the door and it's, it's Tanya. She says, oh, hello, Miss Dorothy. I'm sorry to bother you. Well, if it isn't little Miss Tanya, it's no bother at all. Nearly my bedtime, but I just, I was just talking about you earlier today. Now, what on earth are you doing here after dark? And the dog goes up, gives a little smell, like checks her out, as dogs do. She says, oh, I was just visiting a friend, and I realized you were across the street, and I just wanted to check to make sure you didn't need anything. While she's doing this, we see Erica sneaking into the uh, kitchen window, or by the kitchen window. She says, well, if, it's, if that isn't the most grown-up thing I've ever heard, you sound just like your mother, child. This is my impression of an older lady. Uh, did you? Did she tell you to check on me? Oh, no, ma'am, not specifically. But I've seen her do it, so... And while we see that, we are actually seeing Erica sneak into the kitchen window, and there's Elliot the parakeet right there on Dorothy's refrigerator. She says, uh, well, that's just the sweetest thing. I am doing fine, thank you for asking. Although, I will tell you, it has been a day of many wonders... And we're, we hear the conversation while watching Erica. She's like, come on, Elliot, come here, Elliot, here. She says, I know you are a good girl, Tanya, but your friends, they aren't bad kids, said Tanya. Not all of them. Kelly sometimes run er runs errands for me when her father asks. That little Miss Sinclair girl, though. Ooh, you didn't hear it from me, but she's a troublemaker, rude and stubborn. Eric, like, okay, really? Like, Dorothy, what did she do that you know this? Anyway, we're, we're, we're actually watching Erica the Great in the fantasy world going up against the three-headed dog. Oh, it is Cerebus. Erica stands firm against the beast. But how can she? E how can even she defeat the monstrous Cerebus? Not Cerebus, Cerebus. So we see a strength check. It says wrestle the creature or... Charisma check. Enforce her will. Intimidate it. Erica the Great applies her creativity using her environment to bargain with the beast. She sees a pile of bones in the fantasy world. So I guess strength check and charisma check are sort of Dungeons and Dragons options that you have when your character, like, it's almost like a choose-your-own-adventure type thing. At least that's, that's my guess. Again, I've never played it. Uh, so she sees a pile of bones, but in our world, in the real world, she sees a dog treat shaped like a bone. And she's giving one to the dog, And but we still hear Dorothy bad-mouthing her. She said, and I never said this, but Erica isn't the only problem child in that house. Lucas. Well, I heard him and his unruly friends. And Tanya says, unbelievable. Huh. Uh-uh-huh. And uh, she's just trying to buy time as Tanya, as Erica gives some treats to uh, to Daniel the dog. 
And thusly, Erica the Great has sued the Cerberus. Uh-oh, but that's not the only problem. You hear scree! Eee! And, uh, oh, I thought it was a bird. It's actually water on a kettle. Oh, that's just my tea water. My tea water. I'll just get up. I was just about to make some. And she's about to get up. And Tiny says, no, 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 no. I'll get it, Miss Dorothy. You just stay right there and rest. It's late. Please stay right there. She goes into the kitchen as Dorothy says, how sweet. Not like that Sinclair girl at all, are you? I mean, really, Dorothy, piling it on a bit for a girl? I don't know. I don't know about you. Now, in the fantasy world, we see Dorothy wearing a witch hat. I'm starting to believe it. Um, so, so Tanya says, we hurry up. She's old and boring and smells like it. So this sweet girl, Tanya, is actually really being mean to Dorothy, who I'm, I'm just going to say it, kind of deserves it. It's the way she's talking about our friend Erica. Erica's like, this is a delicate mission. I'm trying not to spook the dumb bird. So she heads back into the, uh, into the room with uh, Dorothy, even though in this uh, world we see it's the fantasy world. She says, my potions. And uh, Tanya says, I can play you a song. The lonely witch is pleased by the bard's offer to perform. And, oh, no, 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 no. At the same time, it looks like the dog got into some of the knitting needles that in, in, in yarn that Erica, that um, Dorothy has out. That has nothing to do with the bird, but the beast is now entangled by the lost spider lord's remaining snares, even though it's just yarn. Uh, shakes loose the web's treasure accumulated from the heroine that's never made it out of the witch's castle. Shakes loose the web's treasure, which I guess are swords and stuff. Oh, it's knitting needles, and they're about to hit the ground, but ooh, Erica catches them just in time. Now the spider lord's, spider lord's web and the maw of Severus are overcome. Nothing stands between Erica and her bounty. Besides, perhaps, a, sm the sm a small dexterity check, an easy one. You know, can she actually reach the bird with this net? I love how everything she's doing, she's kind of um, thinking about it in, in, in the realm of Dungeons and Dragons. Now, Tanya the, bad has bar the, bad. Tanya the Bard has successfully entranced the witch in her lair through a com combination of musical skills and turning the witch's own potion against her. Now, wait a minute. She just gave her tea. She didn't put any, she didn't spike the old lady's drink, did she? Uh, now all that remains is for Erica the Great to, aha! And we see her snatch the bird. Whew, victory. The great net of light surrounds the phoenix. Even its strongest flaps and flames are no match for its magic. Wonderful, except there's still t over about 20 pages left. So, um, what the heck's gonna go on? But, uh-oh, just as Erica the Great, conqueror of the end hero, has victory in her grasp, the friggin' dog comes up and grabs the net, rips the net open, the bird gets out. Oh my god, the next shot we see Erica goes flying, trying to get the bird back. The dog jumps, now the dog's chasing the bird. The door opens, we see a bird flying out, we see the dog flying out. Now Tanya's screaming, Dorothy's awake, she's screaming. Holy moly. 
it's complete anarchy. She's like, Daniel, Daniel, come back here. Oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. It's my fault. He's too much of a dog for an old lady like me. Tony says, don't worry, Miss Dorothy. Grabs a leash out of the old lady's hand and says, I'll get him for you. Oh, my. She's like, oh, she's really excited that luckily Tanya's there, even though this is all Tanya and Erica's fault in the first place. Uh, so now Eric is outside the house. She said, Tanya, Erica, where'd you come from? I'm out, I'm out, out the window. Where's the bird? Up there. Now we see, oh my God, we see the dog barking up in the tree to a bird and then a friggin' cat shows up. Who asked this cat to show up out of nowhere? Oh no. And the cat's like, Rawr. now the dog... Daniel's chasing a cat in one direction and uh, the bird's going in a different direction. Like, oh my God, we're going to wake up the whole neighborhood. Tanya says, my mom is going to kill me. I didn't just lose Elliot. Now I've lost Miss Dorothy's dog. Yeah, well, my mom's going to double kill me, but they're not going to find out. You go after the dog. I'll go after the bird. It'll be fine. Erica's still taking charge. And Tanya's like, no, it's not. All right then. You go off and cry while I'll take care of all of this myself. Come on, Erica, that's not what I meant. You always act like you're the best and you know best. And you never want to share the glory. But this is too much. We can't do this alone. What's, what, us? Now we see Kelly and April in a, up in the bedroom still. They're like, uh, no way. And Erica says, come on, cowards. We're all in this together. Oh, I thought Erica the Great likes to keep everything to herself. She's, that's right, but this isn't just Erica the Great. Okay, this isn't just about Erica the Great, Tanya says. If we don't get Elliot and Dante back, Dante, I thought his name was Daniel. Erica and I are going to be in huge trouble. I'm taking, I'm I'm talking being grounded for life. Sorry, that threw me off. The dog's name was Daniel, right? I'm going to go back two pages. Oh, Daniel, Daniel, come back. Is the cat Dante? Where did we get? I don't know where Dante came from, but she did say Dante. If we don't get Elliot and Dante back, Eric and I in huge trouble. I'm talking about being grounded for life. I wonder if I just found a mistake. I don't know. Um, does your everyone who's reading along, does yours say Dante as well? Unless I completely missed it. There's a Dante in here too. Erica says, we're, we're in this mess because I, I didn't want to listen to any of you about what you wanted. And, and you know what? That's not a good dungeon master. So I'm sorry for not being the leader you guys needed. Really sorry. And I, I need you guys. They look at each other, and they start climbing out the window. They couldn't just go downstairs, so because I guess that'd wake up the the queen. So they jump out the window to the to the tree and shimmy down the tree. They're like, "Thank you." Okay, two teams: Tanya, you and April head up the street and look for the bird. Kelly, you're coming with me to. Uh, and she's like, "I'm not chasing that dog. I'm going with with Tanya." Fine. Okay, April, you come with me. No way. Uh, okay, fine. April and Kelly, you go look for the bird. I'll go with Erica. This is Tanya says. So they, so April and Kelly are off off on bird bird uh, duty, and Tanya and Erica are going to go look for the dog, which is Daniel, not Dante. They say, "Hey, look, there's the bird." All right, this is it. What do we do? But because now all four of them together, and the bird's right there. And then we go back to the fantasy land one again. I don't know if it's the last time, but if we go back to the fantasy land, and thus. The party concludes that the bard is best suited to charm the great phoenix who had found protection in the lands of the Trents. The Trents? Treants? Tanya and the bard, I'm sorry, Tanya the bard, know all the stories about charming phoenixes and had prepared the perfect offering. That's a good phoenix. 
Phoenix, Erica, it's almost time. She gets closer to the bird, closer to the bird. The phoenix peers at the magic seeds, intrigued and delighted. And the treants relax the guard. The treants. Oh, get it? Because they're, she's in the bushes. She's in trees. But will our hero's trap hold? Grr! Stay mega still, Erica, the great says. And I, this is this Tanya? This is someone. This is Kelly or April. Says, stay mega still. Still, Natanya goes here, chicky, 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 goes up with the cage. Oh Lord, I just, just us, just a little slack. Just cut us a little slack. One of the girls says, and they get closer to the bird, closer, and then boom, the dog jumps out of nowhere. Who would have expected just then that the Severus would find the very same p- prey as the party? Now the the dog's going after the bird. The bird flies off. She says, I've got the dog. Grab the bird. Erica grabs onto the dog, but can't hold on. Now it's chasing the bird. Things are going crazy, but the bird flies right into Tanya's hands. Erica, I got Elliot. That was so cool, guys. I thought we'd get all scratched up in the, in the bushes. <laughs> Erica, when you got dragged around by that big old dog, you looked ridiculous. Yeah, yeah well, you guys, you could have spent tonight doing this, but cooler in Dungeons & Dragons, you know. That's what parties do. Oh, and in your game, if your game had this much teamwork, yeah, best we would have had fun. So it's like they're realizing, you know, um, yes, we could have fun doing adventures that aren't as dangerous as this, but it'd be fun if we were more teamwork than not than just following your your story, Erica. She says, yeah, yeah, whatever. But come on, we still have to get the dog. Wait a minute. Do we? Uh, what do you mean, do we? Yes. And the girl says, but... Does Miss Dorothy know you had anything to do with it escaping? And Tanya says, wait, does she? I slipped out the window so she never saw me, but I promised I'd catch her for, Tanya said. And then Erica said, all right then. And she's like, we're not stopping. We're going to catch this freaking dog. If you've ever seen Billy Madison, Billy Madison says a much, you got to go out there and find this blank dog. And it's it's a... It says it in front of kindergartens. It's kind of a great line. And so our party splits up yet again, this time so that Erica the Great and Tanya the Bard can hunt the great beast in the terrifying dark of Mirkwood. Oh, no, not Mirkwood. Don't worry, I've got your back, Tanya. Oh, I know. They head into the woods. The beast looms, and our heroes prepare to set one more trap. Still looking for this monster? They hold up the... the uh, the bird, the dog runs right over to them, and then Eric the Great, the great renowned beast hunter, the hero of the kingdom of Hawk, and defender of the great hordes, subdues the mighty Severus. You know, grabs a leash and puts it around him. And so, with each having played their great part in the final battle, Eric the Great and Tanya the Bard travel back to the witch's domicile. The witch has m- had many powers and had known to use them to punish those who had wronged her. Tanya, she sees as the girls arrive. And Miss Sinclair? She says, uh, we found Dante. His name was Daniel in the first couple pages. I thought you turned over a new I thought you turned over a new leaf, young lady. Oh, she's angry. Does your mother know you're prowling around here late at night? Tanya says, Miss Dorothy, we're all out here too late. But to catch Dante, we needed everyone, especially Erica. Oh, you naughty boy. 
look at you. And then the dog barks. She hugs the dog. Look at you. You look like you went out in the woods. We'll, have to, we'll need to give you a bath after these girls make their way home safely and quietly. Now, I still want to know where the dog Daniel is. Are there two dogs? Because this is Don. Is there a Daniel and a Dante? I'm so confused. She said there's too much dog, so there's, there's only one dog. Um, t- Erica says, you're not going to call my mom? Oh, I'd be happy to if you'd like. Uh, but if Tanya vouches for you, maybe you've earned the benefit of the doubt this time. So Dorothy's still kind of an old, mean lady. But you know what? You helped out, so I won't, I won't uh, snitch on you this time. And as we turn the page, it says, this was not the last of our adventurers' great journeys, of course. And it shows them all sitting around the table playing uh, Dungeons and Dragons. And it seems like this time they're actually really excited. It looks like they're at Tanya's house this time because I see the bird um, hanging up in the, his, his cage is hanging in the kitchen. And, uh, okay, you, you guys, you wanted to roll your own characters, and now we've got three bards in the, in the, in the group. Like, ha-ha, they're all excited. There's three bards. They all like the idea of being a bard. They said, hang on, hang on. If you really need a healer, how about I become a bard slash cleric? And Eric says, I don't know if I've seen that before. And if our ladies didn't always approve of every decision, I'm sorry, if our leader didn't always approve of every decision her party made, she learned that it can be a little more fun to share the glory. She says, let me see here. I want to be a bard thief. Okay, okay, hold your horses. Uh, horse, and then horses, we're getting unicorns this time, right? Uh, that, that's the quest you asked for, so for sure we'll, we'll see what happens. So it looks like they want to be a bard but a cleric, even though one of them was a cleric already. I want to be a bard and a thief, even though you're a thief. So they want to be multiple things. And the last panel, we see them all in, in character in the fantasy land, sitting around the table um, with cookies and candies and cakes and donuts in this tavern with a unicorn and cotton candy. And it says, and thus began the true reign of Erica the Great. And we see her raise a cup that she's drinking. I'm going to say filled with uh, root beer. And it says, the end. And that is the ending of Erica the Great. Now, I'm glad I read that. I'm glad Erica got her own adventure. But in the realm of Stranger Things, this one was only okay for me. It was a fun book, but it was so far outside the world of Stranger Things. There was no, there was nothing like sideways, tangentially connected to any of the stories except the mention of Erica, the mention of Lucas, Starcourt, uh, Hawk, Hawkins. It was really just, um, just I guess, a, a little character side story for Erica herself. Erica, what am I, what am I? Isn't that like a thing they do in New York? Isn't that a New York accent? Erica, Erica, um, it was like a little side story for her. I mean, if, if that isn't how New York or New Jersey talks, I apologize for those of you in New York or New Jersey, but I swear I've known people that say, you know, Erica, uh, you're going to get some pizza with Erica. Um, and I, I, I think it's up in, in, or up in that area. I'm in New Hampshire right now. I'm in Massachusetts uh, normally, but when I'm recording this is in New Hampshire. So maybe down there. 
down in New York, New, New, New Jersey. Anyway, I'm, just, I'm going on a tangent. Um, this was a fun little story, cool art, a good little adventure, but it just wasn't Stranger Things enough for me. You know what I mean? Like, it just wasn't overly Stranger Things, I guess is what I'm saying. Uh, but they can't all be, and you know what? I'm trying to think. There, there were definitely, there were definitely others that didn't have Stranger Things in it, like the summer, the, the summer camp. Hey, you know what it was? They had a little more scary stuff in it. The upside down stuff was great. Six, uh, oh yeah, all the stuff that like was definitely right, you know, into the fire. Those were definitely Stranger, definitely big Stranger Things. Zombie Boys, not so much, but it kind of played on, um, on Will's, you know, time in the upside down. So this story was really just um, a cool little story for Erica, but it, it, uh, it actually shows her passion, her real passion for Dungeons & Dragons, which only grows in Stranger Things 4. And uh, you know what? I think, I think that's it. I think I'm done. I um, Again, I want to shout out and give a little apology for just not getting another episode up uh, in a while, but you know, I'm going to try to be better. I I'm fearing that, you know, 2023, we're going to go through that whole year without a new episode of stranger things. That is really my fear. I hope I'm wrong. I hope there's some sort of surprise. Um, but I feel like if we do get it towards 2023, it might be towards the end of the year, but, um, I hope I hope that if we don't get new episodes, we get uh, all kinds of new and fun things to talk about. Little teasers, episode titles, anything that we can sink our teeth into. I will be back here to talk about it. Plus, any new books, any new comics. I've got another comic in my collection that I'm ready to read about. Another comic that I need to go buy that I'm excited to talk about. So I am definitely, you're definitely going to be hearing from me sooner than later. Um, I want to just, you know, say thank you again for everybody for this past year. 2022, has, I think, has been the most popular year of this podcast ever. And it's all because of Stranger Things being such a phenomenal show and you people uh, being so phenomenal as far as, you know, uh, fans of the show and looking for something to listen to and choosing me as one of those uh, resources to listen to. Because there are a lot of Stranger Things podcasts out there, a lot, a lot of great Stranger Things podcasts out there. So I just thank you that you choose me as one of those that you ha are listening to and subscribe to. And I just want to say thank you and Happy New Year. Now, this episode being the last of 2022, I had to get one more done uh, before the end of the year. And I just hope everyone had, uh, you know, a good holiday season or continue to having a good holiday season. And let's hope for bigger and better things uh, for 2023 for everybody, for Stranger Things, for Stranger Danger, for the book club, um, just for, and for all you listeners out there, for the Stranger Friends. Thank you so much. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Geek Mentality. You can find the show on Twitter at Stranger D Pod. I'm also on Instagram at, at Geek Mentality. 
Uh, you can also find this every episode of this podcast at StrangerDangerPodcast.com and every episode of everything else I do at FansNotExperts.com. And if you're on Facebook, you can follow FansNotExperts over there as well. I don't update it a lot, but um, even though I'm not always podcasting about Stranger Things, I'm always podcasting about something. I just finished over at Geek Mentality a 25-day uh, Christmas extravaganza called Sitcom All Ye Faithful, where I covered 25 sitcoms in 25 days. Uh, Marchie McFly will be celebrating its third year coming up in uh, March. So if you go over to fansonexperts.com slash geekmentality, you can subscribe to that podcast and get all these little mini mini shows that I do. I'm also starting a new horror movie podcast called Slash. All that stuff can be found at fansnotexperts.com. So again, my friends, I just want to say thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for subscribing. Happy New Year, my friends. And remember, stay stranger, my friends. And don't forget that reading is fundamental. And you can't spell fundamental without F-U-N. Butterfly in the sky. I can go twice as high. Take a look. It's in a book. A reading rainbow. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.